Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Thursday, December the 7th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my co-host, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hello, Wes. How are you doing? I'm awake. You know, it's December 7th. Yeah, that's what I said. It's the anniversary of my grandparents' marriage. Oh, wow. How long have they been married? Over 100 years. If they were, they now have passed on to glory into heaven. Oh. But, um, Grandpa was a missionary in Brazil and met, met my grandmother down there while he was in Brazil. And they uh-huh. got married. Oh, somewhere around 1915, 1916. Wow. Well, they're happy where they're at right now. Oh, yes. Well, one of the emails we received is really kind of important. When... um, we travel through Illinois. We go by a lot of congregations and there's two of them. I want to bring up one of them has a sign. Everyone welcome. And another one has a sign. Everyone is our neighbor. And I'm trying to figure out why they put those up because this email indicates a real problem when a congregation says everyone is welcome. We've been talking a lot about how the ELCA has really drifted away from Christianity, uh, particularly in their support of the homosexual movement. But here we have an email from a former pastor of the ELCA, who was a pastor for 29 years. Can you give us his name and a little bit about him? Well, uh, his pastor, Tom Brock, and uh, he was a ELCA pastor for 29 years. And in, in what we call ELCA, Evangelicals and Church in America. And he served on a board to, to try and reform things. And eventually he left the denomination over their position on abortion, homosexuality, and universalism. It's what does universalism mean? Well, in, in its most basic form, is any way, any religion, any belief system will will make it to heaven. Yes. I really found his title of his email interesting. Does Jesus welcome sin into the church? And so we need to take a look at what he's talking about. What does he say that the ELCA used to believe? Well, they used to believe that the the homosexual behavior is contrary to the will of God. And, of course, that all changed in 2009. 
How, what happened in 2009? Well, Alka, he, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, voted to ordain practicing homosexuals at the convention. And, of course, uh, that was the uh, convention in which there was a weather tornado of a, of a uh, tornado outside. And they said the downtown local church got hit in the steeple with lightning. Really? And Yeah, and the cross fell down off of the steeple and embedded in the pavement upside down. Wow. <laughs> I did not know <laughs> that. Yeah, it, it's, it's talked about you know, among circles here that uh, the, the Elkas don't uh, like to talk about that too much. I guess not. Um, so today, many Elka congregations celebrate homosexuality. And what did Elizabeth Eaton, where did she appear? Well, she, Elizabeth Eaton, by the way, was the head bishop of, of Elka. And she appeared in a gay pride video to celebrate Pride Month. That was already back in shortly after they started practicing that. You know, that reminds me that when the angels were sent to Sodom and Gomorrah, she would have been at the door after the angels. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be one way of putting it. Yep. I mean, this is so amazingly crazy. I don't know how anyone can remain a member of the ELCA, especially when there are almost 6,000 LCMS congregations that do not practice or agree with the gay movement. And this is really dangerous for parents to leave their children in the ELCA under these women pastors who believe they're a pastor when they really aren't from God's point of view. They're just pretending to be that which they are not. And that's why I don't even like referring to them as a pastor. Yeah, well, it ended up splitting the ELCA and uh, which, by the way, it's going on in the Methodist Church. You read articles of 60, yep. 70, 100 churches in the Methodist Church that are leaving over the homosexual issue. Well, there's something that in the Twin Cities, Westwood Lutheran is an ELCA congregation, and it is obviously the devil's job to take something ugly and make it look pretty. And they have a video. And what did they say in the video in regard to gay practice? Well, we are called to be ourselves, including sexuality. God gives an unconditional welcome to all people. That includes people of all sexual orientation, gender identities, gender expressions, 
in a relationship status. And the pastor who's writing this says, is that really true? He says he personally did struggle with same-sex attraction most of his life. And he says, I am grateful that Jesus welcomes people who struggle with all kinds of sin. But what does he welcome us to? He welcomes us to what? This is good. To repentance from sin and new life in, in, in uh, Jesus. But in the video, what don't you hear? There's no mention of repentance in the video because it was once simple, no longer is. It, now sexual sin is something to be celebrated. Yes. So what does it mean that Westwood welcomes people regardless of relationship status? It's not totally spelled out, but this ELCA pastor was guessing that they would have no problem welcome, welcoming heterosexual couples who are living in fornication. Well, it's, it's a, isn't it a matter that uh, they're turning the Bible words on its, on its own? Uh, they're viewing it as I want to interpret the word. Yes. So as an ELCA pastor, he asks the question, does Jesus radically welcome everyone into his church? And what is his answer? He welcomes sinners who come to him in repentance and faith. And on the last day, Jesus will say, depart from me to the unrepentant. This is really important. When you ask the question, his answer is no. God does not welcome everyone, but only sinners who come to him in repentance and faith. Well, you know, isn't that what we do on a Sunday morning in our liturgy? I'm a poor, miserable sinner in need of the grace of God. Yes. In what in fact, what does Jesus say in Matthew eighteen about unrepentant persons in the church? They should be expelled from the church. It's what we call church discipline. Yes, I spoke at the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod uh, district conference. And my topic was on, well, excommunication. And I was trying to make the point that, you know, people, they know congregations that teach the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, baptism, communion. But when I ask hands to go up, how many have experienced an excommunication in their church. I was talking to about 30 pastors. Nobody put their hand up. And that meant that excommunication isn't any longer being practiced. 
people are afraid to become like John the Baptist, who had a baptism of repentance. Well, what did John say to the unbelieving Pharisees when he was baptizing many people in the Jordan? He called them a brood of vipers. Well said, because they didn't come to be baptized, but to mock John the Baptist. Later on, Jesus asked them a question. Was John the Baptist from God or did he come from himself? And the Pharisees did not answer that question. Why didn't they answer that question? Oh, man. I'm having brain lock. Well, if they said he came from God, then the people would be angry with them because they thought John was a bapt, uh, was a prophet. But if they said he did come from God, then Jesus was saying, well, then why didn't you regard him as a prophet as he was? So it didn't matter which way they answered. They were in trouble with either the people or with the group themselves. Mm. And, and that's true with churches that practice homosexual behavior. If you ask them, is it a sin? They don't want to say it's a sin because they are communing unrepentant homosexuals, actually sending them to hell by doing that. And <laughs> what? And well, if they say that it is a sin, then they shouldn't be communing them. You know, it's it's interesting. He he Tom Brock has a website and in there he says, What does the Bible teach about homosexuality? He has uh, ten verse ten sightings from scripture about how it is a sin. Right. But this did not convince the people that he was with, did he? No. No. You see, the church does not welcome people to continue to live a life of sin because sin will ultimately eternally separate them from God. So what's the hope of Pastor Brock? Well, that everyone attend a, a good biblical church and welcome all all kinds of sinners, but we welcome them to repentance from sin and to faith in Christ for the forgiveness of sin. You know, we welcome everybody, but it, it, it is to find repentance and forgiveness of sins in, in Jesus Christ. Exactly. Now, with the email, he also uh, set up a pastor study. And um, it was very interesting in a letter he had. It's entitled, Dear Friends of the Pastor Study. This is something that he put out. Uh, and what did he say? happened to him well in the city that he lives in he got kicked off the air 
the pastor's study TV program had been airing about 12 years in his uh, locale. And he was informed Rochester, recently, Minnesota. He was recently informed that they would no longer carry uh, his program for mentioning. What was the reason? Well, because they talked about the LGBT community. And he says, yes, I do teach that homosexual behavior and transgenderism are wrong, but this will no longer be tolerated at this station. Now, I've been on four radio stations, and the first one I went to, I had a Saturday program, and they kicked me off the station. Do you remember why? Baptism, wasn't it? Very good. The pastor started complaining. It was a Baptist station that I was getting people wanting to have their children baptized. And, of course, the Baptist faith doesn't baptize children until they're 10, 11, or 12 years old. And so the station informed me that I would no longer be welcome on their station. And so here, one of the greatest teachings of the church, the baptism of children, now became a sin to talk about. And I was removed. The station was KSIV in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, and this is not the case of, of us when it comes to KFUO, is it? No. I mean, here we're allowed to speak the truth in love. This is really important what you said. We don't, shall we say, judge homosexuals in such a way that we hate them. If we hated homosexuals, we want to say anything about their evil sin and wanting them to hell. But we don't want that to happen. We want them to go to heaven because a homosexual is no different than us. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But why are we confident that heaven will be our home? Because of the, the, the promise of uh, that God gives in, in Jesus Christ that uh, all who believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Well said. That's the purpose of the church. So he had a representative of his church ask the station a question. And what was the question and what was the answer? Well, the question was, can we have diversity of opinion on this issue? And the answer was, I guess not. Some people who claim to be about diversity only allow diversity if you agree with them. And that seems to be just not that station, but kind of a sentiment that's out there in our society. In Canada... If you speak against abortion on your radio program, you're not allowed to put it over the air. 
Hmm. Yep. And in hmm. fact, they arrested a pastor who had a sign outside his church against gay practice, and all he had on the sign were Bible verses. And yet they were that was considered hate speech. You know, recently they're considering Christmas and Easter as being um, some kind of terrorist-type action in Canada because it's it's regarded as a national holiday and it, it's not unfair to the other religions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to have a, a fairness to the other religions. Now, Jesus was very fair. He sat down with unbelieving Pharisees, unbelieving tax collectors, unbelieving prostitutes, but many of them came to faith. Remember Nicodemus, Joseph of... of yes. Uh, who buried Jesus. So, but many of them did not come to faith. They were so stubborn, according to the book of Proverbs, that they refused to listen to Jesus and they went the wrong way. What does Romans 8.28 say? God works all things to the good of them that love him. Right. And on the basis of that, what did he find in Rochester? Well, he found two other stations, new stations in Rochester to replace the old one. So, but then he makes a tremendous point how things have turned upside down. And what does he say? Well, back then, you you promoted homosexuality on TV, you would be in trouble. Today, if you criticize it, you're in trouble. Isn't that a great point to make? Oh. And we're seeing that happen throughout the country where people who believe the Bible are being shouted down in lectures at universities by teenagers who don't have their brains set yet. And it's really a shame that that is happening. But you can see that that is really occurring in this country with how many people are for Hamas versus Israel even though Hamas did a horrible thing on October the 7th, people seem to forget that and are therefore opposed to Israel. And that's really wrong. Someone yeah, told yeah, him, I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. And what does he say that's going to be more and more of a problem? Well, he says he has a feeling that this is going to be more and more of a problem as we enter the days of, quote, inclusion. You know, it's uh, these people that talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. And uh, inclusion means everything except the Christian point of view. And what does he pray for? That they won't be censored further. Yes. He says, 
We're spreading the truth of God's word in this day, but many people don't want to hear it. And so he thanks his supporters, just as KFUO does, who pray and give to KFUO so that the gospel of Jesus Christ might be spread even further over radio. And so may we each do so while the door of opportunity is still open. He remembers the words of Jesus from John chapter 9, verse 4. What does Jesus say? Well, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. And that's when Jesus heals a man born blind. Now, born blind, he never could see. And Jesus tells him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he does that. And this is before he realizes who Jesus is. Later, Jesus again talks with him. And he asks, who is the Messiah that I might believe in him? And what does Jesus say? Jesus said it was him. Yep. I am the Messiah. And he believed it. And what happened to him when he believed that Jesus was truly the Christ? Well, didn't they, yeah, the Pharisees kick him out? Yep, they kicked him out of the synagogue. So even in that day, telling the truth was not permitted. This is a great article by a former ELCA pastor for 29 years. And he speaks out against the gay movement and had to leave the ELCA. Join us for tomorrow's discussion on Law and Gospel. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.